Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Okay, okay, okay. Arthur Most Wesley Euler, back for the final segment of today's episode on Steelers Nation Radio. And I think it's a good time, Wes. It's definitely a good time for me. Let them know. That today's show is in podcast Oh, okay. Format. I thought you had some bad news. Like, this, today's the last show ever in the history of the I Steelers quit. Blitz. Peace. I'm out of here. I'm sick and tired of this West Virginia stuff. I'm going to work with the pit guy. No, I, I think you me. do more of that propaganda than I do, to be fair. What? Wait a minute. But I lean into it. So. You do. I just, like to, I just like to stir up, you know, stir you the pot a little you bit. You like to try and get me gone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You like to try and get me gone. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But anywho, today's episode is in podcast format like the rest of these shows will continue to be mm-hmm. in the best way the best way to stay up to date the best way to never miss a second of this content well is to download the podcast subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast at i'm talking anywhere wherever all you need to do is type in Steelers, and then you type in blitz and then after that you see the podcast mm-hmm. you click subscribe it's pretty simple and then you might even leave a review you five star Say how great we are, one star. Say how bad we are. Just either nowhere way, in between. You can't be in between, though. It's that simple. We're either the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Or, or we're we the worst s- thing since sliced bread. We're the worst. You know? But we're drawing a line in the sand, ladies and gentlemen. So, Steelers Blitz, and that is with a Z either on the with end us of it. Or like you're that. against us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, with that being said, baby, let's see what the people are talking about on the Twitter. Yeah, we got some we got some tweets, we got some phone calls, we're getting to some of the reaction here. Let's bag the day, let's do it. Um, we've got thoughts on everything from the conversation we had with TG to some uh, some Lewis Riddick thoughts as well. Dealer's we'll start- choice. You start where you start. <laughs> Dealer's choice. Uh, I like to try and do these, you know, in chronological order. So let's just kind of stick with that. We'll start with uh, spell some of chronological the- backwards. E L. We're gonna be here for a long time. <laughs> Steeler Nation 920 <laughs> tweets us and says, uh, hire Lewis Riddick, keep Omar and Hunt in current positions, cook the books, rock the personnel. Yeah, and then you wake up from your fantasy land. I just, uh, listen, maybe for a year, but those guys, if, you know, they're they're going to move on to, oh, to, to doubt, bigger yeah. jobs eventually if they're not here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, too, in the sense that splitting those guys up in terms of – Brandon Hunt, Omar Khan. And when I say splitting them up, I'm talking about in terms of their job title. Mm-hmm. If you do not label one of those guys as general manager this go around, the likelihood of them being here next year, slim to none. Agreed. Like they would obviously be here for the season, Maybe but after that, year, but yeah, slim to none. Exactly. Because for those guys, they have general manager aspirations. And you divide that, put that title up, the general manager title up, and say, oh, well, he'll be the director of whatever and this guy will be assistant to the you know like granted they'll get a boost in pay but the title is going to hinder them when they go for you know further opportunities in this field because they're going to look back saying when we pull up all these different things on lewis riddick and all these different candidates and they're going to say well director of pro personnel assistant director of pro personnel well what if in philly they said well you know what we're going to give you this title but you're really going to do gm stuff it doesn't matter because why we're not in that organization, and Correct. we look and we ask when they say, well, hey, dude, if you were the GM, it would have said GM. Correct. You're not the GM, so you don't have that experience. So 
with both of those guys, Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan, I do feel like they have earned this right. Yes. They have earned yes. this position that they're in to even be considered for it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, whoever doesn't get the job, I do not anticipate them being here after, you know, two years, realistically. Agreed. May- yeah, maybe for 2022, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a realistic scenario. Yeah, yeah. But this is now the second time that... that it would be for all, for both of those guys. And, yeah, yeah absolutely. it'd be the third cycle then for yeah. Omar Khan, and it would be the second for, yeah, exactly, for Brandon. That's, that's when you start And moving. it's different also when you're losing out on outside jobs. Correct. If you're going and you're interviewing for the Texans, you're interviewing Correct. with the Saints. The it's lines. like, man, I lost that. I didn't lose though. It was I'm trying to gain right. that over there. Right. But to get passed up in your house, that goes back to my conversation of, do you promote your child or do you promote the the kid that you watch mm-hmm. grow up from around the corner? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, this kid has actually been in the house with me. Mm-hmm. Can I really surpass him and expect him to still be loyal and still expect him to want to stay here? Nope. The human element part is real. Correct. I mean, just put yourself in that position. Especially in this organization, too, because Mm -hmm. let's let's go hypothetical. If Lewis Riddick does and you're Omar Khan or you're Brandon Mm -hmm. Hunt, you're not sitting there and thinking, oh, well, I'll just wait this out a couple more years. Oh, no. Uh -uh. He he might be there for two decades. Easily. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's um, it's time to maybe poop or get off the pot in that regard. No, 100 percent it is. So that's why for me, man, I just I can't see them splitting those titles up and expecting both of those guys Agreed. to really be on board with that. Totally agree. Jonathan tweets us and says, uh, first off, I'm still on Team Hunt. Well, how dare you? You should be on Team Hines. Ooh, hey, you see what I did there? Uh, Here all week. He says, however, Lewis Riddick has a pretty extensive scouting background prior to television. He was on an interview with the Steeler Nation podcast last July. Is very in tune with the Steelers organization. I also like the global perspective he has. Yeah, no, those... Those are all reasons why he's in the building or has been in the building or will be in the building to interview for this job. He is very tapped in with the Steelers organization. Mm-hmm. It's his, even though he, you know, never worked here or anything, it's his hometown Correct, team. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he grew up a Steelers fan. You know, he grew up at, or he went to Pitt, obviously, which, you know, has its ties to the Steelers organization as well, too. Um, I wonder when he went to Pitt, were they still sharing the building? You know what? That's a good question. Because obviously, I mean, it's, you know, a different time frame for him uh, compared mean, to like when, when I'm here. You mean when Pitt used to have their own facilities <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah. and not just benefit from Mr. Rooney? Although, who am I? I'm, well, I'm that, on Mr. Rooney's radio station, that was so I am also benefiting That was from back Mr. when they had that campus, you know, that, that stadium on campus, man. You need a stadium on campus, man. I'm telling you, man. Stadium on campus changed what? everything, you, man. You pumping out Kenny Pickett's every Absolutely, single year. Absolutely, man. Come on now. Yeah, you try, you're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> W So he was late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Was Lewis Riddick at uh so yeah, so they Pitt Stadium would have still been there. I know in the late nineties they played at Three Rivers for a few right, years right. before. I, I wasn't sure the, what years he was actually here. So that's actually good though, man. Late eighties, early nineties. That's a good good time okay. to be born, you know? Yeah. You and I were you hey, know, hey, being hey. born while he was in college. No now, question. now see, that should make you feel young. I do feel young. I say some things on the show that make you yeah. feel old. That should make you feel Absolutely, young. Absolutely. Yeah. When Lewis Riddick was in college, you and I were still in diapers. How you know, about that? Yeah, he, he was just ahead of the curve. Then we was going to be partying at W a couple years later. So it's all good, man. No. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Everybody's welcome. It's a very friendly place. Yeah, my, come on, man. My pit buddies used to come down to Morgantown all the time. You told me I was invited. Allegedly. I, you, no, 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 no. Hold on. 
All right, you always tee uh, this up. Allegedly. Like you and I weren't going to go to the JMU WVU uh, game. Allegedly. And then your daughter has some cheerleading schedule changes. Whoa, whoa, all right, I'm not whoa. putting that on you. You're going to put this on no. my daughter? No, it's just fa- this is a fact based show, and you did the right Wes, thing. No, I'm not putting Wes, this on. Stop you're it. Stop put it. This you did the right fatherly thing. Your daughter's activity uh, had Wes, a change Wes, of Wes, time, and you. You have a daughter. How could you? I'm not putting this on anybody. Oh, my I'm God. fair and Leave balanced it to a and w? fact-based. Leave it to a West Virginia guy you to the, blame my you, daughter not blame. No, uh-uh. for me uh-uh. not getting an invite See, uh-uh. to come uh-uh. in with you. First of all, you had to... the invite, all right? Schedules just changed because you did the good fatherly you thing. blame my daughter. You know I'm oh, not. I cannot believe you. I'm not blaming anybody. You think you know a guy, ladies and gentlemen. Mozi. Everybody hurt. You, every, you don't have to they blame. Heard. You sound like Stealer fans heard. right they now. Heard. You got to blame you. everybody for something. There's no blame here. They heard you. Sometimes you family things happen. You said, no, we all were I supposed said was to that, go, but your daughter well, hey, got in the way. That's what you, you said. You keep saying, I'm looking for this invite. That's not what you me. said. That's what you said. You said, you were supposed to go, but your daughter got in the way. Your punk daughter got no, in the way. See, no, <laughs> hey, you was like, you was like, you said, chili ain't even no real sport. What you mean you're going to see a chili? That's not what you said. I'm about to take this whole building down. You're trying to get me canceled. You're trying to get me canceled on the radio today. No, you did the thing that all good fathers should do, and you said we had a schedule change. I can't yeah. make it now. But we'll, we'll make it work one of these days. Allegedly. Maybe this fall. Hey, who knows? So somebody that you know has season tickets and is there I know. six or seven times they're, they're a like year, depending time, on how many home big games. Time. Like, they get calls from like the higher-ups now. They, they don't even talk to the regular West Virginia people. It's like, no, no, no. This is uh, such and such head of direct head of major gifts. Ah. Yeah, that, that's, 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 who, that's who's answering his calls all of a sudden. Well, Arthur Motes, <laughs> you know, when your initials are WVU... And you're Mr. Morgantown. I mean, you know, you might be a little, you might be a little tapped in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our buddy Thrash tweets and says Mozi's perspective on the show is always forcing us to think in an extra different way, and that's why I love this show. Well, I greatly appreciate you, Thrash. Me you too, know? Thrash. Yeah, because I always feel like it's too easy to just cut and dry yes or no. It's too easy to say, oh, he's bad, he's good. No, no, no. Give us some context. Let's get let's get layered a little bit here, man. This is also that also kind of points to why you and I talk a lot about how. You know, sports is a reflection of society and how, you know, a lot of people, they hear that term diversity and Mm -hmm. they can shudder. Right. But when you have when you have different people with different backgrounds, with different experience, when you've got the, you know, the nerdy Pittsburgh kid here who weighs 150 pounds and went to journalism school and you've got the former athlete from Virginia. It's 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 good perspective. I like that. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And that's when you get the, that's a lot of times when you get the best uh, output. You 150 pounds? 153 last physical hey, I had in November. All right, all right. Shout out I to know, you, I'm there, sorry, man. I'm, I'm, so, you know that, you know that whole, <laughs> the, did you see the whole situation that went down with the Penguins and Brad Marchand last night and no. him going after Tristan oh, Jari? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. We were in the group chat, we were bantering about that, right? And I was like, I mean, this guy, Brad Marchand, he's five foot nine. <laughs> and everybody talks about him like he's the Tower of Terror. And one of my boys, one of my boys, Mike, was like, yeah, dude, but you 150 pounds. What are you talking about? You might you Literally. might have an inch on him, but he's yeah. got 40 pounds on you, bro. <laughs> Big and I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm nothing if not honest. And he could fight on ice. Actually, can you fight on ice? Because you, you're, you're very you're very well versed on. on ice now that I think about it. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right, all right. Listen, listen, you people don't want to see me out there on the ice. Okay, all right? okay, okay. I like it. <laughs> All right, now Moats, can we can we do a little uh, bouncing back and forth? Can do we do it. a little Charlotte's Web here? I'm down, man. Like I said, deal is choice, man. Let's now, go. Now, Cr tweeted us. All right, he tweeted us. Okay, okay, and you know when Cr tweets us that it's that it's serious. Okay, right? He tweeted us and he said, "On Monday, I was online on hold, listening to the show for an hour and a half. 
not picked up. Same thing last Friday, and after 13 attempts to call today, no connection. Feeling abandoned, CR, Steeler Nation Chicago. But we have CR on the line. 13 attempts today? We have CR on the line with us right now. And listen, this is this is a good conversation to have. We have we have grown as a show here. Mm-hmm. We can't always get to every single reaction. This we just true. we just don't have time. We also are in new studios mm-hmm. that you and I get moved around a lot. So sometimes we don't get in here till five minutes before we go on air. Sometimes it's one minute before we go on air. And I'm getting a lot of ducks in order, and I'm just not paying attention to the phone lines in the first segment. So CR, we mean no harm, no foul. All right, but don't you don't got to yell at us either, buddy. We're getting to you. We're never abandoning you. What's up, CR? Holler at us. All right. So uh, let's start out with with, the, with, your, with your theme song, Wild Wild West. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank so, you, as uh, always. Yeah, it's, it's good to talk to you guys. I got I got somebody else I want to say something, too. Go ahead, bro. It's Warren, the Carolina Connection, Triple C Productions. There he is. What's up, fellas? How we doing? What you got for us today? Uh, can't complain, can't complain. Go ahead, see, I'll let you go first. Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I've been under the weather. I've been sick as a dog, man. I, oh. um, it started out Sunday when I was watching that pro ball two hand touch football game, <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't take it, man. <laughs> <laughs> that takes a lot to recover from. You're braver than yeah. me. I wasn't watching that game. Saw a few highlights on Twitter. That's about it. Okay, all right. Go ahead, Juan, because I got some other stuff I'm gonna come back to. Uh, hey guys, so I was looking online. Is a is a reporter down here in Pittsburgh. I know you guys. I'm not gonna say no name. I know you guys <laughs> probably already heard about it. He said the Steelers should have tanked the year when Ben hurt his elbow. Never should have made the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. What you got to say about that? Yeah, I am not into that whole tanking situation thing. Again, I mean, when you look at it hindsight, 2020. It clearly was the right decision. And even when I think about it in the moment, I still feel like it was a good decision then because we saw the spark that that trade did, that that it had on that season. It salvaged the season and actually made it fun. I mean, we even got a chance to really see what Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, in a sense, could do. And they surprised us in some avenues. And at the same time, they kind of confirmed some other things as well. But as a whole, man, I thought the move was good because now you have an elite safety. You have a guy that you've seen really grow here in the organization also. 2019 was the best defense that this yeah. that this organization had in in you know in about a decade. And uh, and that's the guy who's a Hey, we're getting some feedback there fellas. All right, watch the background noise. But yeah, one um the other thing too is it's always really easy to say, "Oh, just tank." You know, and and just tank and just go get your next quarter. You're never guaranteed with these draft picks either, right? So the Steelers could have uh, you know, Ben's out for the year. Let's just tank. Let's get a top 10 pick. But who's to say that that guy works out? Newsflash, every top 10 pick doesn't pan out. Some, we even use that four-letter <gasps> bust to talk about in Brown hindsight. Nurse. So mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick is not a bust. In fact, he's a multiple first-team All-Pro already in his career, and he's barely in his mid- That's really easy to say. And I do think at times some of that, like, what do I want to call this, Moats? The Sidney Crosby and Mario Lemieux effect. Mm. They're like, oh, yeah, they're, look at the – they just tanked twice and they got yeah. these good players. It's not that simple. It's not. Look at how many teams, the Jags and the Jets and the Lions, and if you want to go to other sports, the examples are there too, that, that are picking in the top five or top ten every year and they still can't figure it out. There's no guarantees there. Um, but I think there was one with Minka Fitzpatrick and, and that has, has panned out. And you're just also not going to be in a position to draft guys like that very often. 
Yeah, I get what you got. That's why I don't pay attention to that nonsense. All right, CR, go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll go back to this uh, this Pro Bowl thing real quick. Uh, it was a te- it was a tweet on there, a guy by the name of Doug Rush, and uh, he put this out, and I want your comments on it. He said instead of the Pro Bowl, take the two teams with the worst records in the league this year with the Jaguars and the Lions. Let them play one game to determine number one <laughs> overall pick in the NFL draft. Uh, they would have like in my opinion, they would have three weeks. They would have the um, the wild card weekend, the divisional round weekend, and the championship weekend to practice. And then between the the Super Bowl and that, you know, like this last weekend, instead of having the Pro Bowl, they would have the game set up like that. What are your comments on that? I got a feel- <laughs> me just as the neutral fan. Yeah, in theory, I love that. But I got a feeling the player Arthur Motes. Yeah, I was about to say as a player, um, they don't want to go out there and play in that, that kind of game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, it's always yeah. risk reward. That's the the end the end of it, right? Risk reward. What am I risking versus what is the reward in the end? Pro Bowl. What do you risk? You risk injury. What is the reward in the end? What forty grand for these athletes? I mean, that's a pay cut for a game. So. When you think about that, man, if you can't incentivize it to where it's like legit championship you're playing for or mega money on the line, I just find it hard to see, you know, guys wanting to do that or guys even being willing to risk, you know, their health for an additional situation like that. Yeah, well, because that, that mess they had at the Sunday, man, that was that was the worst game. Worst. <laughs> I've been watching this thing a long time. No, nah, it was bad, man. It was, it was really bad, school. man. Yeah, it was ugly, so. Hey, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to talk to you again, so I'm going to put this out here. As far as uh, my picks, uh, different comment from a different perspective. AFC Super Bowl win versus NFC Super Bowl win. Since the NFL merger, the two conferences in, uh, in 1970, AFC teams have won 20 Super Bowls, while NFC teams have won 24. Hmm. The NFC NFL leads the AFC AFL with 28 wins to 27. So AFC... Uh, NFC division with most Super Bowl wins. AFC is nine. That's the AFC East. The Patriots six, mm-hmm. the Dolphins two, the Jets one, the Bills zero. The NFC uh, East with 13. Cowboys five, Giants four, Washington three, Eagles one. The NFC East is the only division with all teams winning Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. As far as the AFC North, uh, we got um, uh, the Steelers with six, the Ravens with two, the Bengals, huh. Well, we don't know just yet. <laughs> and then the NFC West, we got the 49ers with five, uh, Seahawks one, Rams one. So based on the stats, I prefer uh, AFC win over NFC win because uh, it would keep the AFC ahead. It sounds like you rooting for the Bengals. Ooh. He's rooting for the Bengals. Hey, I'm for the AFC. But why? Like, CR, this, yeah, this, this is isn't college football, though. Yeah, I'm going I mean, does, does, I, like, I don't know. If it does, hey, that's 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 your right, partner. But do you care that much? CR like, it's not the SEC. The it's not, not the Big Ten. Does it, that doesn't matter that much. Because I, I can't hear you because of most. What do you say? <laughs> like, that's, you hear that in college football a lot, right? Like, like Big Ten fan, you know, Penn State fan will say, "Oh, I'm rooting for Minnesota because it makes the Big Ten look good." Arkansas fan will say, "I'm rooting for Alabama to see look good." Do, do we do that in the NFL? Like, I I don't want to see an AFC team win it because then it just gives them more bragging rights over us. Oh come on, man! We got six Super Bowls. How you gonna play that? They give us more bragging hey. rights. They will never get six Super Bowls, man. Come on, man. they they they, they might not. Lifetime. They probably won't, but they would have one. 
in 2022. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, w- I would prefer them to have one than the Browns to have one. Oh, so I agree with you on that 100%. 100% with you on that. I don't I don't hate the Bengals to the same extent that we do some of these other teams, but I also don't want them to win. Trust me. Y'all are not trying to have the Bengals win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all oh, well. say that right now. Like trust me. Different shows for different folks. They're going to start hitting y'all with They're going to start hitting y'all with the uh, – Man, they won it in this in this decade. Y'all, y'all ain't won one in forever. All right, man. That's all right. That's, hey, it hey. does not matter. When you got six, man, I mean, who really cares? <laughs> hey, CR, that's the beauty of this thing, baby. You're allowed to feel how you feel, and we can feel. You know, it's maybe it's the uh, it's the old fogies versus the Uh-oh. young bucks in this Absolutely, conversation, man. right? Boys, we got to run. Pleasure as always. If we don't talk to you guys the rest of the week, enjoy uh, the big game on Sunday, and we'll talk soon. Okay, man. Hey, take care. Wild, wild west. Hey. Thanks as always, fellas. We will holler at you guys. Pleasure as always. Yeah, man. Trust me. You know why? Because I saw this whole thing play out. Mm. Cowboys have five, right? Mm -hmm. Eagles just got their first and Mm -hmm. only. And you know, yeah, well, you guys haven't won since the 90s. At least ours doesn't have dust on it. No, for a fact, that's what they're going to say. For a fact. I don't want to hear that. Not at all. But I do agree. Browns, much worse. Much worse, but still not great. Still not ideal. Still not ideal. Yeah, I guess I never shared. Like, I don't know. Ah. I don't know. I'm, I'm like Cincinnati more than I don't like Cleveland. That's well, just that's, me, though. I th- that's from yeah. your playing experience right, that's time. me, because I'm yeah. like, the way people talk about Cleveland, I'm like, I've never felt that strong about them. Me either. Just their fans, the way they've acted over the last year, annoying. Real, 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 real annoying. Bengals fans aren't annoying? No, they are. Oh, but, I was you know, to say what? <laughs> they, Bengals have never beaten the Steelers in the play, at least you know in a long time in the playoffs. It's that whole you know they beat the like the the, the you know what's the perfect encompassing of this? Did right, you see hear. the Cleveland newspaper that the day after Ben retired mm-hmm. had the headline: "Longtime Steelers quarterback who never beat the Browns in the playoffs retires." Brings up a good point, though. Yeah, because the Browns were only there one time in Ben's hey. career. But but that that's the type of thing from Cleveland. That And again, that's what sports fans do. That's yeah. what makes sports fun. But I tell you what. Because we do it a lot too, these, though, man. These, we, we, these we don't Browns fans, after stinking up the joint for decades, they sure think that their poop doesn't stink. I've made two poop references on the show now hey, today. Man. What am I doing? Can you tell I have a do- an infant daughter? <laughs> uh, Katie wants to know. You know, in regards to the Steelers being set on Brandon Hunt and mm-hmm. or Omar Khan, why bring in such a huge name if they already have their minds set up? Maybe they don't. Well, that's when I saw the Lewis Riddick name pull in. That was for me why I did think that, hey, man, that maybe they aren't 100% sold on either one of those guys. Or maybe they are 90%, but they still wanted to hear from Lewis. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, Lewis is very intriguing. Lewis is very qualified. Lewis checks a lot of boxes. And you heard what Terrence Garvin said in the sense that Lewis Riddick and Coach Tomlin, man, they would probably be a perfect match in terms of just compatibility. And when you think about those things, it makes it interesting. So I look at it more so as less about the team not being a Brandon Hunt, no more con, and more so them trying to just leave no stone yeah, unturned. Yeah, absolutely. Do Doing their due their, diligence. Absolutely. Yeah. I look at it more so that way than negative, than, than making it more of a negative about those other two candidates because, like, well, why haven't they hired them yet? because of this and it's just like man they could still love those guys and feel like they're the main guys and something that i've always believed in taught it's like man if your feelings are like this for this person even if another candidate came by and tried to talk to you it's like all right i hear you 
But at the same time, my thoughts and my feelings about my main person still has not changed. Correct. So even though Correct. you're talking, I know this is where I'm going to end up at. So when I think of this situation, even if they interview Brandon Hunt first and they said, man, we absolutely love this guy. He's our guy. And they interview five other people. If they love him to that extent, he's going to be their guy. And that's kind of how I feel about this situation right here. I think you're right. Uh, Steel Nation 920 tweets us and says, uh, Lewis Riddick drafted Fletcher Cox. Mic drop. Facts. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Facts. Pretty good one. I mean, even we I mean, we joke about the dream team, the the air quote dream team, but you talk about the town that they acquired during that time frame. I mean, they were good. They the problem is they oversold. You you can't yeah, put dream team because we know what yeah, the connotation with the dream team is. They also promoted yeah. the offensive line coach to defensive coordinator which just, was to, weird. just to keep him on yes, staff, which, which was, was not a smart decision. Everybody's running wide nines. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They complete I mean, you want to talk about a schematic change on yes. defense. They yeah. they went from like the what was it, the uh forty six bear defense right, right? To, to or the fifty three yeah, bear defense. Wide the, nines. Yeah. The wide nine yeah. We trying to rest it. We're gonna play the run ooh. on the way to the quarterback. I said, Oh no. <laughs> that that they had a, work. <laughs> they had a they had an offensive line coach as defensive coordinator yeah. and they had a lot of guys on defense that they were trying to fit square yes. pegs into round holes for. Yeah, it was yeah. not cool. It was not mm-hmm. not good. Wallace tweets us and says for the naysayers sayers, the Steelers way, most playoff appearances, most playoff wins in the last half century. Most Super Bowl wins in NFL history. Nuff said. Facts. Ranger Abraham tweets us and says, for all the Pitt and WVU fans, go Virginia Tech. My great-grandpa taught dairy science there. My dad graduated from VT as well. Well, you know what, Ranger Abraham? On my college hate list, mm-hmm. uh, Ian's are number two right behind that school located in the Oakland District. Say, y'all so, know we ain't got no love for them tech boys. So we're friends <laughs> off for the rest <laughs> of the day. Say, we have zero love for them tech boys. I am upset, though, because zero. WVU plays there in Blacksburg for the first time since 2004. Mm-hmm. And hey, I wanted to go, but it's on a Thursday. So hey, I don't hey, think I can make what, that though? work. Guess what? At least y'all got invited back. They ain't invite us back. Last time we went there, Tyrod, he he ain't called us no more. Frank Beard ain't want that no more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hit a couple of these quick before we get out of here. Uh, Devin, our buddy out in Denver, says uh, trade back in the draft like Baltimore did for Lamar Jackson for Malik Willis. Hey, it's a possibility. I, I hope all those possibilities are on the table come draft day. You ain't got to pigeonhole yourself. Um, Alex wants to know, feels there is a big difference between what's on the roster and what's available in the draft at quarterbacks. Like pointing out that, you know, Haskins probably had the best college career of any of these guys. Say that again. He said that it's a big he says a big you know, difference between Do you feel a big difference oh, between what's on the roster okay, okay. and what's available in the draft? Gotcha. Yeah, because it threw me off when he said what's on the roster versus what's in the draft, and then he threw the Haskins uh college stuff. I was like, hold on, I'm not following you. Yeah. But um <clears throat> I put at least I feel like it's a difference when you talk about a Malik Willis type, just because his athletic ability jumps off the screen in a way that Mason and Haskins can't dream of. So I do think that part is a little bit intriguing about him. But, yes, there is a significant difference in terms of collegiate success versus NFL success, and it's more so because of how fast things happen. Everybody has played – or when you get to the NFL level, all of us have played football for years. So we all understand the game to a certain level. We have all have made plays for a certain level. But the difference is this. College, man, a play can – you know, uh, you, you'll have five seconds, it may feel like, to process information to identify if a guy is open, to identify where the rush is, to identify where a hole is. In the NFL, you don't have five seconds. It's more like two seconds. You know, it's it's a lot sped up, you know, in the sense. And and for younger players, sometimes, man, just trying to decipher and make decisions that quick, it's tough. 
And that's why a lot of times you see younger players struggling in this league, offensively and defensively, and more mm-hmm. importantly, at quarterback, because at quarterback, when you are trying to figure it out and you mess up, it's a turnover. It's an interception, whereas in some of these other positions, it's kind of hidden a little bit. Guy might run a wrong route. Guy might have a bad read. Guy might not fit the run hole the right way. Those things aren't going to kill you. You know, whereas if a quarterback, he's so used to seeing cover two, at the collegiate level, right? But in the NFL, it's a Tampa two. But because of how fast it's being played, it looks, it the, looks same, the same. And you're throwing it to a spot where you're like, "Oh, it should be open," but no, because it's Tampa. It's a linebacker sitting right there. You're gonna hit him mm-hmm. in the face with the ball. We saw that Mason Rudolph, prime example, the Thursday night game against the Browns. Those type of things happen, and they happen frequently. It's not. Oh, just this guy. No, a lot of young players struggle with that because of how fast you have to process that information. So, yeah, I do think that's probably the biggest reason for me why I think younger guys struggle early on in their careers. I think that's well said. Uh, what Juju Ben Hayden Accor for says is throwing Josh Rosen's name into this quarterback circus too hot of a take. Um, for me, no, I personally don't because if you're going to throw Dwayne Haskins' name in, what's the difference between Dwayne Haskins and Josh Rosen outside of maybe what I think Haskins is a couple years may, younger? Yeah, cu- two years younger, one year younger, one year younger. I, I about think to just say. one actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're I right. I feel like it's one I year younger. One. Yeah, both what one's a top fifteen pick, one's a top ten pick. One played in the Big Ten, one played in the Pac-12. Both though, in terms of. Man, the hype around them coming out of college versus— They were consensus right. first-round picks. They, they're yeah. supposed to be, you know, hey, got all the intangibles, have all these things checked A lot of people had uh, Rosen as number one on their yeah. big board in that crazy quarterback year. And, and, and for the people to just say no to Rosen, and I ask why. Because if you bring up the Arizona Cardinals stint, well, how can you bring up that as a one-year audition where he wasn't even a 16-game starter, but yet you will look at Haskins, who had multiple seasons in Washington, and people will be still excited and intrigued about that. So for me, yeah, I could. I don't think it's too far-fetched or a hot take to say, what about a Josh Rosen as well? No, not at all. That's uh, my perspective, though. What's your perspective, though? No, I agree. I do. I, I realize that he's been a few places, and maybe you would think, all right, well, if he had it, he would show it by now. Um, One of those places was where? Miami. Mm-hmm. As we've seen. Chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't exactly been in stable situations. He backed up Brady. And hey, you, <laughs> it's like you're not about to beat already. You were the one that, that shared yeah. a shared a locker room with him for a mm-hmm. year. So if you're in, I'm in. Mary tweets us and says, uh, Terrence said it right. Hope lots of fans were listening. I am a Steeler fan because of the Steeler way. And he's right on about the offensive line. Go get a dog. Gotta get a dog. Uh Rager Abraham uh adds it was Desmond Ritter. That's the one that I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. That we just talked about on Monday. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you, Ranger. Uh Brian tweets us and says that um in terms of naming my friends. He almost wrecked his car at that joke that you <laughs> that you made. Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, I mean, you were so passionate about it, though. It's like, yo, no, no. I, I got one, two. I got two pit friends. Oh. I got at least a dozen, okay? Congratulations. Baker's dozen. They go, love me down go, there. Go pet yourself All right, Can I tell back, you something man? actually really funny? Yeah, what's up? When I was in college, it, it worked out really well. Our spring break was mm-hmm. always the week uh, before or after pits. Okay. And we always got a few extra days off over Thanksgiving than they did. So during those spring break interchanges, my friends would come down to Morgantown the week that they had off and we were still in school. Right, right. Vice versa. I'd go to Oakland when I was back home, you know, for, for a couple nights. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving break, stuff like that. Every time my boys would take me around in Oakland. And I would, I would not be that guy. I was not wearing WVU gear. I was not I was being that, say, I was not being that yeah. obnoxious guy. I was not. We'd go to a house party. We'd go to a bar, and my boys would be like, "Oh yeah, this is our this is our friend West from high school. He goes to WVU." Mm. And every person in that mm. step, that that house, that bar would be like, 
Alright, well, Mr. WVU, let's shotgun a beer. Let's see what you got. Alright, Mr. WVU, come on. You want to do a shot? Let's see what you got. Had some had some wild nights. Did, did you hold it down, Because everybody in was like, oh, though. you're the duck. Oh, I mean, cousin, you know I hold it down. Okay, you know just making sure, down. man. Just You know, us, us, us WVU guys got to stick together. <laughs> Uh, Teddy tweets us and says he wants to hire Riddick, something different, uh, someone we believe, someone he believes would be a good fit, someone from the outside who can see things clearer than people on the inside. And hey, if that's your perspective, I I understand why, and I know you're not alone. That's very, that's uh, there's that a lot real. of people that yeah. share that perspective right Without now in the doubt, Steelers man. organization. Um, <laughs> Nine twenty says Motsi's answers are like the blooming onion, blooming onion, many layers of goodness and a little kick when he has the sauce. <laughs> The lit one, Rebecca. You know what? This is a good way to get us out of here, Motsi, today. Uh-oh. What's she saying? Then? She says in all capital letters, I will not root for the Bungles. That's all. You better believe it. And I can second that we, emotion we right concur. there. We so, concur. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a heck of a day. Shout out to everybody that's been with us. More importantly, the producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. Shout out to everybody that's joined us today as well, man. Terrence Garvin, yeah. obviously coming in that second segment. Awesome, awesome interview. And then the Power Grid, the Megawatts. We definitely can't forget y'all. But more importantly, what about my co-host, Ho. my partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Eula? Bing bong. And I got to give a last little shout out to my little man, Gray Most, who's in here chilling with us yeah, on baby. his best behavior. So with that being said, y'all already know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stillers, mm-hmm. Nation, mm-hmm. Radio. There it is.